CBS News color coverage of Man on the Moon. Now here again is Walter Cronkite. Well, for thousands of years now, it's been man's dream to walk on the moon. Right now, after seeing it happen, knowing that it happened, it still seems like a dream. We used to get our information from the news. It may have been opinionated, but it was reliably valid information most of the time. We could trust that the people writing our morning papers and delivering our nightly newscasts had done the homework for us and could provide us with the answers we needed. Now, however, the world has changed. We get our information from a multitude of sources, not all of which we can rely on to have done the homework properly or to have the best of intentions. Which begs the question, how can we tell if the information we're looking at is coming from a source that we can rely on? I'm Sam Marchetti, and welcome back to On the Sidelines. Joining us on the sidelines today to talk about evaluating sources is Kayla Miller, a wildlife biology major, a teacher candidate, and a Science for Everyone director. Thanks for joining us, Kayla. Good to be back, Sam. <laughs> oh, I it's love it. Now, now we, we've done so many now that people get to start saying it's good to be back. I love it. So why do we have to judge sources at all? Um, if they're saying, like, if I'm reading something that just seems true or, like, feels right, or even better, what if I, like, know that it's true from somewhere else, why can't I just trust it? The thing is that we can't believe everything that we read and even something that we might have perceived as true, maybe was true at the time, but especially in science and in the world we live in, information and everything changes so quickly so that we can never... If we rely on our past knowledge, we're not getting the full picture. And for example, if we have to, if we look at something like a website or something else like that, um, it can look professional. It can tick some of the boxes that we kind of perceive as being a reliable source. But then when it comes down to content, the whole thing kind of falls apart. Um, for an example, like this satire uh, news website, The Onion. Or in Canada, we have the Beaverton. Both are excellent. I love the Beaverton. So funny. So funny. But if you look at the Onion's website, their headline is literally America's finest news source. So if you were to just look at that and then just believe that this is the finest news source, you'd be you'd be in for a surprise. So if if I have a source um, that says something's true, but like I know it's true because another source said it, or I saw it somewhere else on the internet. Can I, like, why can't I just trust that blindly? Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's hard to say because yes, having more people kind of can build up your, your confidence in a certain viewpoint or a certain um, piece of information, but that doesn't necessarily make it true. Like if all of my friends started saying that, like, I don't know, John Mayer's the best singer and songwriter ever. That's obviously not true because Taylor Swift is the best singer and songwriter ever. Oh my ever. God, that's a very <laughs> controversial opinion. We do not, we do not have <laughs> controversial opinions on this show. That's okay. I like John Mayer, but I love Taylor Swift. This is the, the thing. That's fair. I'm on your side with that, actually. 
oh, the large majority of people are saying one thing, that doesn't necessarily make it true. And we have to look at a few points that um, can help us determine, okay, is this just mob mentality or is this like actually good and true? So we have to actually assess each individual member of the mob kind of and say, you know, can we trust these people by themselves? Yeah, exactly. And where the mob is publishing, like if the mob is just publishing on Facebook or social media, maybe not the best, but if the mob is publishing in scientific journal articles, that can give us a little bit of a, a tip and a confirmation that this is good information. So how do we tell if something is a good source? A really handy tool that you can use is called the radar method, and you point your radar at whatever you're trying to determine is a good source or not. Hold up, that sounds expensive. That sounds expensive. I need a radar? You need, well, this kind of radar is free. We're just giving it to you via Spotify playlist. Oh, I love free things, and I'm sure our listeners do too. Yes, free things are good. I'm part Dutch, so free is best. <laughs> um, but this radar is just... It's just simply an acronym uh, that stands for rationale, authority, date, accuracy, and relevance. So running through them really quickly, like, so I guess the rationale is like, why are they publishing? Like, do they have like a, like a secondary agenda kind of thing? Mm -hmm. So if I'm like going back to my John Mayer, Taylor Swift example, if my rationale for writing that Taylor Swift is the best ever is to like recruit you and to like convince you of my opinion, Maybe that's not a better, not the best uh, rationale. Whereas if I was writing very objectively and I just wanted to present you the facts, that's maybe a better rationale than. So rationale is like, why, why are they writing the thing? Authority is like, do they have any experience with it? The date is how recent it is, I guess. Accuracy is um, kind of what we're talking about. Are other people saying it? Is it accurate? And then relevant, what's relevance? Mm -hmm. Relevance is, is simply, is it connected at all to what you're trying to to learn about what you're trying to formulate an opinion on is it relevant if i'm talking about how to make the best lasagna and then i start talking about ice cream sundays that's not relevant so you want to think of things and have information that actually is connected to what you're trying to research what you're trying to learn about Oh, I see. So it's it's kind of like saying, you know, I don't want to I don't want to trust something that's giving me irrelevant information to try to justify a fact. Exactly. Cool. OK, that kind of makes sense. So the one thing I'm kind of noticing is that, like, when you think about it, most major news networks would pass this test just based on the fact that they're news networks. Right. Like, no matter who you are on the political spectrum, um, there's still almost definitely some news networks that you think preach complete BS, you know? but they would mm -hmm. still pass the radar test. So, like, am I wrong to just not listen to Fox News? Because Fox News still passed the radar <laughs> test most of the time. Um, well, that's it's kind of tricky because as humans, like, our truth is kind of relative. And for someone, Fox News might be, like, the be-all, end-all. But for other people, it might not be. So, like, there are pros and cons, and I think it's very valuable to seek information from different sides, different political leanings, different cultures, backgrounds, all of that stuff, because there's always something to learn and something uh, to take away from opinions that are different than your own. Um, but it can be dangerous because sometimes people let those, their cultures, their 
um, political leanings, like their environments kind of dictate what they tell you and what they don't tell you. Um, so you might, you won't get the full picture by just looking at one news network. You know what I mean? So it's not necessarily that there are, you know, um, awful news networks on, on both sides or anything. It's just that we have to be aware of where, you know, the, the bias is and we kind of have to take that into account when we're taking in information. Yeah, absolutely. And we have to know that at some point people are just sharing their opinion uh, uh, instead of just sharing the facts, right? So we have to kind of be able to sift through, okay, this is fact, this is proven, this is passing the radar test, but their opinion that they're connecting to that might not, is not fact. It's just an opinion. Yeah, so it's important to watch that second A, that accuracy, and just see exactly when does the accuracy stop, you know, passing the radar test and when does it start being um, being purely opinion, opinion-fueled BS. Um, so I, I want I want to give our listeners some kind of an example that we can run through together. So one really common news source, and I'm calling them a news source very loosely, um, is Six Buzz. I don't know if you've heard of Six Buzz, have you? Yeah, yeah. So Six Buzz is an Instagram like kind of conglomerate of pages, I guess. They have a few different pages, and they talk about Toronto-based news a lot. Um, it, but I think they started like a hip hop news page, like the Toronto hip hop scene. Um, but now they're just generally posting about like Canadian and Toronto news and sometimes not Canadian news. Um, but, you know, an example of something they would post the other day, they posted something um, that was a just a I think a screenshot. A- anyway, the, the post said that that the head of the Ontario COVID science table said that fully vaxxed should mean three doses now. Um, and then their caption was like, y'all think they're doing too much. Um, so what do you, what do you think about six buzz as a news source? How, how does that fall on the radar test? I think like six buzz can have some accuracy to some point. Um, it can have some rationale, some like it, they post things as an Instagram page that are up to date, that are relevant to what's happening here and now. Like for example, with the fully vaccinated should mean three doses like that is here and now and that's what's happening um but at some point you got to look at okay six buzz is a instagram based like media body um and how do you survive online on instagram it's to get clicks get likes get comments get people sending it to their friends and good comments in the comment section, bad, hateful comments, and just to get this debate going for attention, right? So their rationale, while sometimes it's sharing information, like during that big snowstorm, they were sharing things about, yo, there's a bunch of snow, like be careful kind of thing. So the rationale behind that is like, yeah, we need to inform people, keep them safe, but it can swing to the other end where we need to survive as a media body and we need clicks and attention and debate so their rationale in this case is not really publishing trustworthy news it's to um promote themselves and to advantage themselves so six buzz on the whole we can't really look at as just like an objective news source just because of that inherent bias of they're just there to try to stay alive kind of thing yeah exactly their rationale kind of shifts based on the topic so Um, It's always important to continue to uh, educate yourselves on things and to use our 
handy radar method to help you kind of decipher what is true, what is reliable, and what can you use to formulate your opinions and make your decisions in your day-to-day life. Absolutely. So it does sound like, you know, it's a very complex, it's a very nuanced issue, um, trying to decide what kind of sources we can trust. So where can our listeners find uh, resources to learn more about this? Um, Well, one amazing place that you can find more information and resources about the radar method, scientific communication, how to read science, how to understand science is our Instagram page. Uh, We have a bunch of different posts um, with science literacy toolkits, science in the news. So if you want good, accurate radar passing uh, Instagram information in your feed, definitely follow us on Instagram. Ah, sounds interesting. All right, thanks, Kayla. Uh, And thank you again for tuning in. And remember to subscribe for more conversations and some insightful answers to your questions about the science impacting your world. If you want to learn more about the radar method or any of the other topics we've talked about on the show, you can visit us on Instagram or TikTok at SciForEveryone and on our website at scienceforeveryone.ca. On the Sidelines is a podcast by Science for Everyone. It's produced by Sam Marchetti, June Kim, and Taneshwari Rajendran. On the Sidelines is sponsored by the University of Toronto's Student Engagement Grant.